Well, it's another Sunday, and I welcome you to Wow What a Show. It's another show, as a matter of fact. God bless you all out there in the world. It may be morning, noon, or night, wherever you are, but the heavens are still declaring the glory, and the night is still uttering or showing forth the knowledge of God, releasing to us the amazing, amazing God that he is. And here we are. It's Sunday. I hope you had a wonderful time uh, in fellowship at your local assembly, wherever it may be, whatever it may be called. I pray that there you find the fellowship of those who truly, truly walk with God. And we are going to, today, read from Proverbs chapter 3, as we did this morning. And I want to talk a little bit about what, why this morning was such a short read. Um, I work in my church on Sunday morning for the service, and therefore, I have to be there. And I have to be there, believe it or not, at nine o'clock. <laughs> uh, so what I'm thinking I'm deciding is I, we will meet instead of nine for the month of July on Sunday mornings. I'll have to read at eight so that I can actually uh, do it and then arrive at church. I don't know why I am so late with, with you know, thinking things through, but I do kind of function that way. So God is good. He, he made let me see last night, but I didn't do it this morning because I, I knew that I had not made that announcement. So let's go over the schedule again. By the way, I am Phyllis. I am the host of Wow, What a Show, the host uh, for Rehoboth Institute of the Arts podcast. And I do have co-hosts and you meet them when they come in. Um, so... Our schedule will be for the month of July every day, except Sunday and Wednesday. That's when the schedule changes. Sunday mornings, I shall read at 8 o'clock, God willing. And uh, Wednesday nights, we will read at 9.15, between 9.15 and 9.30. And that's because we have prior uh commitments. Like on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock, if you came in at 8, you would really enjoy a session with Pastor John Thomas. And Sunday mornings is because I serve in my church and need to be there to do some setup at 9. I shall read at 8 by the grace of God. And we're already on chapter um, 3, so we only have how many days to go? Twin. <laughs> there are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs, and we are reading one chapter per day. Proverbs is an amazing book, a compilation of wisdom sayings, but it is prefaced by a the chapters which really explain what uh, Proverbs is all about, why it was written, for whom it was written, and by whom, or at least whose who, the wisdom comes from Solomon. So we have enjoyed learning that, reading the first and second chapters. I'm sorry, I think we're on chapter four. Where are we? 
you know, it's the Lord, where are we? What is today's date? It's the third chapter. I was right in the first place. Chapter three. Okay, so it is a book of wisdom. And this morning I simply read with musical background. We didn't make any comments. And tonight, I think I shall uh, probably make a few comments, but pretty much we're going to read straight through. And um, as we read, we ask the Lord to impart to us the wisdom to, be, to, to hear and to believe his word. That, that alone is wisdom. And, and we need to be able to do that because the, um, we've been already warned in the book of Proverbs, the first and second chapters, as we have read, that he who observes, who takes heed, and who acts out of the sound wisdom that is being given will be rewarded with the grace of God and the wicked who turn away and do not hear will be rewarded with shame. And you know, in today's world, we see so many people rewarded with shame. They make the headlines in the newspaper because that's what newspapers, you know, do. They want the sensational stories to sell their, well, newspapers or their podcasts or to get the ads or whatever. They want to draw attention to things. And so we're hearing a lot about the pain and the shame and the chaos of the world. Now, there are, there are stories about people who are rewarded with God's grace, people who are doing wonderful, wonderful things for others, people who are really, really uh, serving God's kingdom and bringing glory to his name. But they seldom get the headlines. You have to really be off the charts to get the headlines. So when we read Proverbs, we understand why uh, the wrongdoers do indeed get the headlines because there's a reward that comes with it. And part of that reward is living with the shame. But tonight and, and, and throughout the month of July, as we read, I'm asking the Lord to deliver us both from the reward of shame. If we happen to be uh, disobedient to his word and not wanting to hear and not heeding his word, and we, I ask him that we would heed that we might also receive his grace, his, his embrace, his love, his joy. You know, he's a good father and we want to make him smile. Just like the music that I play <laughs> makes me smile. I want the Lord to, when he hears my name, I want him to smile as well. I want him to know how much I love him and make him happy when he hears my name. So join me in listening to the word and diving deep in to hear and to take heed. So I'm just going to read again chapter three of the book of Proverbs and the in my text is um, exhortation to obedience. 
exhortation to obedience. That's important. It doesn't, it doesn't do anybody a, a lot of good if they hear sound wisdom and they don't follow it. So I want just to adjust this so we can read over it. And it would just set the tone for what is happening here. God's word is powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, able to divide soul from spirit, bone from marrow, so saith the word. And so when we read, we really do want to hear. Chapter 3. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let no mercy, let not mercy and truth forsake you. And bind them about your neck, write them upon the table of your heart. So shall you find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel, and marrow to your bones. Honor the Lord with your substance, and with the first fruits of all your increase. So shall your barns be filled with plenty, and your presses shall burst out with new wine. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, even as a father, the son in whom he delights. Happy is the man that finds wisdom and the man that gets understanding for the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies and all the things you can desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is everyone that retains her. The Lord by wisdom has founded the earth. By understanding, he has established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths are broken up, and the clouds drop down the dew. My son, do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So shall thy life be unto your soul. So, excuse me, so shall they be life unto your soul and grace to your neck. Then, you shall walk in the way of safety, and your foot shall not stumble. When you lie down, you shall not be afraid. Yes, 
you shall lie down and your sleep shall be sweet. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it is come. For the Lord shall be your confidence and shall keep your foot from being taken. Withhold not good from them to whom it is due when it is in your power or in your hand to do it. Do not say unto your neighbor, Go and come again, and tomorrow I will give when you have it by you now. Devise not evil against your neighbor, seeing he dwells securely, securely by you. Strive not with a man without cause, if he has done you no harm. Do not envy the oppressor, and though just none of his ways, don't envy the oppressor and envy none of his ways. For the forward is an abomination to the Lord, but his secret is with the righteous. The curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, but he blesses the habitation of the just. Surely he scorns the scorners, but he gives grace unto the lowly. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the promotion of fools. And there it is. Shame shall be the promotion of fools. How about that? A promotion in our hearts and minds would be a step forward, a step up, a moving on. But when you are a scorner, when you turn away from the ways of the Lord, then the reward, the promotion in your life is shame. And so you don't step up. You step down further and further. These chapters are amazingly informative. We begin by hearing the words of Solomon to his son and exhorting him one more time to not forget the law. Do not forget my law. Let it be in your heart and keep the commandments. Because, you see, length of days and long life and peace, they add to our lives. Isn't that a wonderful thing? That is not a probability. Obedience to our Father is a promise. God promises, and He keeps His promises. So, you remember when I started and I said I heard that the Proverbs are not promises, they are probabilities. If you do it, you most likely will get the thing that you're after. But this is a promise because this word is repeated in the teachings of Christ. When we obey, we have confidence in God's promises to keep us, to heal us, to cleanse us, to wash us with his word. And he says also that we shall have length of days when we are obedient. Praise the Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of God. I see Tony 
in the uh, audience and light touches here. Thank you so much. I love the joy in verses 15 through 18. Peace. Absolutely. 15 through 18. We're being good. Light touches calling our attention to those. And um, here we hear wisdom compared. Well, it's spoken of as a in, in the feminine. So we hear wisdom being compared to a woman or being being called a female she. And I, um, I it's a wonderful thing to call wisdom a female, you know, because I'm a female and I kind of like to think of, of the fact that I might be wise. But having studied uh, French and German and Russian, I can tell you that there are languages that uh, give an, a, a, a gender to every noun. Every noun in French is either masculine or feminine. And in German, I think they're either masculine, feminine, or, or neuter, uh, not, you know, neither, neither one. So I'm thinking that in the language of, of, of the Proverbs, Hebrews, the original language, that those nouns also have a, an, an assigned gender, right? So wisdom here in French, it is actually, I don't think it's, it's um, feminine in French. I actually think it's, it's a masculine noun, le sage, but, um, but maybe I'm wrong because my French is old, you know? But anyway, the gender, I, I also wonder if, you know, the usage of those nouns, those words invoke an image, right? So if I say la fleur, the flower, definitely that sounds feminine to me, right? Even though there's some kind of masculine flowers, these big tall lilies that stand up tall and stout in my front yard, my front garden, they kind of don't look very feminine, but they're very pretty. They really are, but they have sort of like the stance uh, of a male. But a woman is very delicate. A woman is very much um, a nurturer because we carry children and then we raise them. And a woman has a cleverness. I just heard something on a show that I was watching and, and um, a woman said to the police officer, well, if a woman hit it, then you'd better put on your thinking cap because women are very clever. She put it in a very clever place, you know? <laughs> and so I like the idea that wisdom is, is referred to as a female. She is more precious than rubies. That ruby is a beautiful, beautiful stone, right? But wisdom is far more beautiful and more costly it has more value even than the ruby because wisdom actually has a, a value not just to it itself. It's not held within the thing, but wisdom imparts to you, to me, to anyone who would receive it. Good evening, Sister Reams. God bless you. 
These are good. Those flowers are proud, feminine flowers exuding strength and beauty simultaneously. You're probably right. Absolutely. But they are definitely very, very, very straight up, right? They have a strength. They stand. And the the, the flower itself almost looks like wax. It, it's not a flimsy. It's very, very strong. Um, so there it is. But here we have wisdom. Wisdom gives to her, uh, to us, more precious than ruby. And all things you can desire are not to be compared even with wisdom. Length of days is in her right hand and in her left hand, riches and honor. Now, let me tell you, darlings, for that, right, would you not run for wisdom? Would you not tarry a while? until God gives you wisdom. Would you not cry out for wisdom as it is crying out to you as it is in chapter two of two? Excuse me, that wisdom cries in the streets is in chapter one, sorry. There is, excuse me, there is a, there is a, a, um, an expose, so to speak, of wisdom everywhere you turn, all around us, we can discern wisdom. Why? Because it walks with us. The, the, the Spirit of God is imparting to us at all times and directing our paths and telling us what to heed and where not to go and what to do. And His Word, the Bible, is right here. And then the reward of wisdom is also very obvious. And the reward for not heeding wisdom is also very obvious wherever we are. Her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace, wisdom. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her and happy is everyone that obtains it. You retain it, you get it, you hold it, you don't let it go, right? a tree of life. Blessed is the man, Psalm 1 says, that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, for his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, remember, the word come, God's words are wisdom and knowledge and understanding God's words. That's what we read in chapter 2, right? For he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in its season and everything, uh, everything that he does will prosper. That water, the constant washing, the water of the word. That is the, that is the comparison that we are given in the New Testament. The washing of the water of the word, the water of the word washes, cleanses, makes you whole. Sound doctrine is held in God's word. Further, she, the Lord, by wisdom, has founded the earth by understanding. He has established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths are broken up and the clouds drop down the dew. 
Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning, God created. He commanded, let there be wisdom, knowledge, and there was. And he separated the water from the waters. You know, ever so often, it, it just, I think it's just a good thing to reread some parts of the Bible. Maybe, you know, every two or three days or maybe once a week just to remind ourselves of the fact that we are really and truly the born again people of God. And if we're not already reborn of his spirit, that power is resting there. That call is for everyone because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believes shall not perish. This is wisdom. My son, do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. And you know, wisdom is the knowledge of God applied to your life, the application of those things that come from God's own heart and mind, his words. And then discretion is what it does in us. It causes us to be very careful. We are careful in our speaking and in our doing. And we are careful in our associations. And we're not scorners of people, not ever. We are really those who show all people love. But when we discern by the Spirit that an association could be not wholesome, not good, not from God, he will tell you to turn away, like he told Joseph and Mary, don't go back yet into Jerusalem, but go into uh, where Jesus Christ was born, Bethlehem. He was directing and guiding them. Keep That's what we're doing here. My son, so shall they be life unto your soul and grace to your neck. <laughs> then shall you walk in the way safely and your foot shall not stumble. Mm. Oh, Lord, my Father and my God, if I ever could just get it that good so that my feet do not stumble and that my way is always safety. And when I lie down, oh, your sleep shall be sweet. Your sleep shall be sweet because we don't have to be afraid. Remember, God commands the heavenly host and those who fear him, he commands them to camp around about us, right? You are covered. You're always in the protective power of almighty God. Thank you, Lord, for that. We thank you, Father, for that. We thank you. Be not afraid of sudden fear neither of the desolation of the wicked when it comes. You see, when it comes, because it is coming, and the Lord is here in his wisdom, he's counseling us, do not be afraid. Why? Because he is captain of the host, because he does command, and we are 
surrounded by the angelic host because the reward for our walking in his way, being obedient to his wisdom, his word, we have a sure hope of an eternal rest. Praise his name. Mm, glory to God. And when, uh, so you're not afraid, when this a wickedness comes, for the Lord shall be your confidence and shall keep your foot from being taken. Glorious words for sure. This is amazing. I, I, I'm just blown away. You know how often we read God's word and then we go back and reread it again and we're absolutely captivated. It's like, oh my goodness, I didn't even realize, which probably once you did, you know what I mean? But maybe on, on a small scale, it doesn't kind of hit you because his word is massive. There's so much in it. And that's why we must keep on reading Keep on reading it. Keep on reading it. Keep on reading it. So we have uh, a, a few people who've joined us in the studio, and we welcome every one of you, every one of you. Thank you, Tony, for your comments. Thank you. Sister Reem says, like a lantern held above our heads, showing the way, it behooves us to take heed. Amen. That's exactly right. You remember, he is the light of the world. God sent Jesus to be himself amongst us, and he is the light of the world, the light of the world. And also, similarly, he makes us the light of the world. For a city that is set upon a hill, he likens us into that light. We have to shine. And the light that we shine is the light of the wisdom of God working in us and his presence here. So it is written, um, me to my friend, blessings upon you. Okay, so these guys are communicating. So we go on to the end and I love the, I love 27 to 35 because I think we live in a world where um, neighborliness is all but gone. <laughs> it's hard to find a good neighbor. It's hard to even understand what a good neighbor is. Of course, Jesus Christ made it very, very known in the uh, the story of the um, the the man who was going, you know, who got sick on the road there, and the good Samaritan. He was a Samaritan. He was not one who was um, favored by the Jewish people, even though the Samaritans were part Jews. And a man fell ill or, or by in robbers, robbers had gotten him. But it was the Samaritan, not the not the Jew, who went to his aid, paid for his lodging. Also who um, you know, came back, paid for him and and did everything that he needed to have done. So, our neighbors are those who have need of the care and the love of God. And we are the people who must take care. So, it is written, without, uh, withhold not good from them to whom it is due, when it is in your power and in your hand, to do it. 
So now, you know, we go down the street and we, who are in need and we um, many times you stop and you bless those people and maybe sometimes you walk past them but God wants us to consider them all as our neighbors see and when it is in your hand to help someone you must do so in the moment don't wait and go back. Um, do it then. Do it, right? That's what he's saying here. Don't say to your neighbor, go and come again tomorrow. I will give it when, when uh, you have it by yourself. You got it now. So don't go tell them to go and come again. Do it now. Do not devise evil against your neighbor, seeing he dwells securely by you. In other words, he's not. He's not devising e evil towards you. Be kind to your neighbor always. And don't envy oppressors. And those, you know what? This is a word to those who have been oppressed. I think many oppressed people envy the oppressor. And so they want to be like them. And when they are, uh, are afforded uh, opportunities, they become like the oppressors because they have envied them all along. Right. But this God's word says, don't do that. You know, when when the freedom comes, it's by the hand of God. You know, he uses people to. Uh, to make changes in society. And so he'll use anyone who's willing or anyone who's already touches. But that is not so that we can become the, the, the beast. My, my a former a pastor that I knew used to tell me all the time, don't become the beast. You know, the bear is chasing you. Don't turn around and chase the bear. Get, don't do that. Don't become the beast when someone has something against you and, and or they have more than you have and they're kind of working against you to have it, right? When you are given opportunity to possess, do good for others that they may also don't become the oppressor. And the, the um, curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, but he blesses the habitation of the just. Our dwelling is a blessing place. Surely, surely he scorns the scorner, but he gives grace to the lowly. Stay humble in heart, I think is the ultimate in that verse, that's what he, he's, he's uh, admonishing us to do, to just remain humble, to keep walking with our God, to allow wisdom, the wisdom of God that we are discerning from his word to guide and direct us in every way. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, any comments from you guys? It's a beautiful thing. I love this chapter. I love this book. That's what I'm saying. And listen, I, I, I've had a long and um, kind of a nonstop day, right? And um, this morning, though, this morning I, I, I came out of my station at church. I have to be there at nine. So I'm announcing again that from now on, on Sunday mornings, I shall 
uh, or we shall read at eight o'clock. And, and I, I, I'll be responsible for that. It's early, but um, I have to be at church at nine. And I actually had, you know, all through the reading of the Psalms, I, I know I wasn't there full time, but I would jump up, go to church, run out at nine o'clock, read the Psalms and run back in about 9.30. And last night I was lying in the bed and I thought, wow, the, 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 this is the Lord. See, this is how slow I am on the take up. The Lord just reminded me that I could start at eight and you wouldn't have to go through all of that. You know, you have a good 45 minutes to an hour to to do it. And then I could, I'm only about, what, seven minutes from church. So I could be there on time, even if I were a little late. So from now on, uh, on, on Sunday mornings, we shall read. But let me tell you, I read it. I didn't do any comments. I just read it. And it was such a blessing to do it. I felt so refreshed. The Lord lifted me up. Praise his name. That's the power of God's word. And there are times when I think no comment necessary. The word has spoken. It's saying everything that needs to be said. It's just phenomenal, Tony. You are absolutely right. God's word is so good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Sister Reams has been a part of a, a Bible reading a project. Uh, there's a minister who reads straight through the Bible. And uh, she comes on Facebook. I can't listen every day because I teach uh, every day during the time that she's reading. But I think that is such a beautiful, beautiful thing to do, to just, to just read it. Glory to God to just read it, right? Read it aloud, read it silent, meditate, hear it, and let it absolutely take root we won't get it all at once because it is it's not that big a book by the way it's really not you know i read what i read books that had as many pages in it as the bible but it is such a massive um oh my goodness uh containment it's as if it's it's if it is an endless uh, or bottomless uh, container. And every time you reach in for those same words, they just go a little deeper. You just keep going deeper and deeper. You can never empty out the knowledge and the beauty and the change that comes from reading God's word. The hope that is there. We get a little bit more, a little bit more every time we read. It is just so good. Absolutely. May the Lord our God bless us and keep us safe. So we will read on um, Sunday mornings at 8, but then we'll come back at 8.30 in the evening read, just like we did today. And we were supposed to have a reader this, this evening. Uh, please keep in prayer our dear friend, Minister Peggy. She is uh, challenged in her health, and she's not always feeling well. But God is there. And we continue to pray for her and thank him for her healing. So 
of the many readers that will be in, introduced to us all. I am so glad to have different people who read. Because as you can see, the the day my day has been long and my and my voice now tells the story. Um I press through um the hoarseness in my voice or I but um and it wasn't because I read twice a day either. It's because I have really been busy today. But God is faithful and he is good. Now in it's it's the fourth of July in the United States. You know, it's tomorrow is the fourth of July. And uh, in this country, that is the day of independence, right? It's the day that this country uh, gained their uh, independence from the uh, British rule, right? Um, it may not be exactly the day, but it's the day we celebrate. You know, it happened some some sometime. I don't know the exact date, but July Fourth is the day we we celebrate. And all day long, there have been. Oh my goodness, so many fireworks. You just hear all this noise. I, you may be able to hear it. I'm not sure. Uh, Mommy, please, as time goes on, if you can open the floor for a testimony. Yes, right now. Come on. This is good. Or something, please. By all means, I open the floor every night. Anyone who has comments or you want to give testimony or... Um, you know, just say say some things. You are perfectly welcome to call in. Uh, right now is good, Tony, if you want. <laughs> um, but I, as I was saying, when I hear this much attention given to a celebration, right, of independence in the sermon in church today, pastor said, we do celebrate this freedom that was obtained you know, one nation from another nation. But how great a celebration ought we also to participate in day by day in that we have obtained freedom from the grip of Satan on our lives, from the sin-sick souls that we were before Jesus Christ, crucifixion and resurrection for our own release from the prison of the sin that we inherited, that we were born in, for sure. Oh, mommy, please, tomorrow. All righty then, by God's grace, a.m. or p.m. or both. <laughs> you want you will be in the evening session. That would be lovely. It would be lovely as well in the morning session. Tony, I should love it. Praise God. Hallelujah. We will have testimony. And I know that... Um, uh, Sister Reams is probably uh, en route or away. I thought she was away for the week for a couple of days or so. And I know Light Touch is stretching. God bless you all for joining us, okay, this evening. Tomorrow, I'm looking forward to testimony that will come from our dear friend, um, Tony. I'm really Tony. I'm really looking forward to that for sure. And any time there is a, a testimony or a word to be shared, I am more than willing to have that happen. And um, once again, our schedule, Wednesday nights, we, we will read later. It'll be about 9.15 or so. Uh, or it could be earlier. We could actually read at seven because um, 
we're off of the prayer for now. Okay, so I'll make I'll, I'll make that decision and announce it <clears throat> uh, tomorrow again. But yes, by God's grace and power, how lovely, how lovely. Uh, last night we had a read. I was so very pleased, but at the end I couldn't say very much because the um, I think that. Um, Cyberspace had a had a real problem. I don't know what happened, but my my phone started to echo really badly, and so we kind of ended abruptly. But the reading was excellent, and the discussion was so beautifully done. And I invite you, you know, to just take the journey with us and keep coming back. So may God be praised. We look forward to uh, tomorrow, and I pray that you have a a blessed evening wherever you are in the world. It is my pleasure that you've come. I am so grateful that you are here. It's an awesome thing to bask in the word of God and to be in fellowship with like-minded brothers and sisters across the United States, across the world. It is also a wonderful thing to give testimony of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for those who might want to know him. We are the epistles read of men. And with that, I want you to know that I bid you a very, very pleasant, very pleasant (laughs) good night. And by God's grace, I'll check you out tomorrow. And I say, as always, I hope the music makes you smile after that refreshing meal we just ate. Have a good night, a good morning, a good day, wherever you are in the world. I look forward to seeing you again. And you too, God grant you sweet sleep. Good night, everyone. Tony says, Amen and Amen. Yes. <laughs>